We are entering this season of memory making, and it is my favorite season of all. We all know that this time of the year can bring unnecessary stress if we allow it, but that's not what this season is all about. Make sure to check out our Instagram page, Unashamedly You, and get on our mailing list at unashamedlyyou.com to get the Christmas memories list that we have created from this podcast session today. And be sure and let us know what memories you and your family are enjoying this time of the year. Also, between now and Christmas, we want you to enjoy free shipping on all orders from unashamedlyyou.com merch store. Be sure to order by December 15th to ensure that you get your items before Christmas. Welcome to the Unashamedly You podcast, a space to enlighten, encourage, and empower you to go out and unashamedly be who God is calling you to be. I am your host, Jamie Herndon. I pray you hear less of me and more of him as you listen to today's episode. Let's grow together. What a high honor to have my first lady, Sister Mandy Holmes, on the Unashamedly You podcast today. We have done a previous podcast, but I'm just so excited about the topic that we're going to be diving in today. She is absolutely incredible in every way, and she has such a godly wisdom, so I know that you all are going to glean something. But before we get started, I'm going to let you introduce yourself maybe to someone that doesn't know who you are. So introduce yourself to us, Sister Mandy. Well, I am... Mandy Holmes, obviously. My husband pastors the First Pentecostal Church. We have three kids and one dog, furry baby. We love what we do, and I'm just excited to be on the podcast today. Well, we are so excited to have you on. And I'm really eager to dive into this topic today with you because we've had some moms that have actually reached out on this topic. And honestly, I just feel like it's for anyone to be able um, to get some encouragement from And the title of, or what some of the things that we're going to be talking about is mom guilt, but I do feel like that anyone could just take off the word mom and could use this for something um, and and be able to help you. So if you're not a mom yet, I do feel like that you'll glean something from this podcast. And if you ever are a mom, you'll definitely want to go back to some of the things that you hear today, but we're not going to talk about just regular mom guilt, but mom guilt and comparison around the holidays. So the holidays are coming up. And I know it's easy for us as moms to often feel like we need to do all the things, or I have felt that way before. And I know some friends have mentioned that as well, whether it's just pressure from social media or trying to live up to others' expectations, keeping up with maybe what your other mom friends are doing. And sometimes those things are good and we want to do them, but then there are those things that when we're doing them, instead of making us feel good, we feel stressed or we are overspending we feel overcommitted. And what are some ways that we could maybe combat some of this pressure that's going on? You know, I think it's always good to keep the important things at the forefront of our mind. You know, I think probably it's easier for me to answer this question now than it would have been when my kids were little. At this point in my life, I realized that in the next five years that I could have two kids out of the house, which is kind of, I don't know, it's kind of sobering. So I think that's caused me to reflect and realize what is most important about the holidays or anything, really. 
I realize that my time is limited and I just want them to have the best memories possible, you know, which I guess if you look at it like that, it really kind of weeds out a lot of fluffy stuff, I guess. I also realize that on this end of raising kids that it's not about the gifts that matter to them nearly as much as special moments and memories that we've made, you know, like they even said that in talking, I was asking them questions, knowing that this was coming and none of them mentioned gifts. That, But as far as like you were talking about pressure on social media, I think it can be a blessing and I think it can be a curse. It's kind of, you know, it's fun to have kind of a window into other people's celebrations or homes or decorations or whatever. But if you can't look at that and be like, that's pretty and that's a neat idea and whatever, but you feel like you're not enough, then I think it's not a good thing necessarily. I know it seems rather common to say that people post their highlight reel, but the truth of the matter is it's a tiny little square and they can crop out anything they want to crop out. And they're not going to, I mean, you just see that tiny little square. You don't know if they have a good marriage, if they are screaming at each other behind that. So, I mean, I guess it's good to be realistic and all that. And there's been times in the last 21 years of our marriage when I've doubted myself or questioned myself. But I think that probably one of the most liberating phrases, (laughs) I know there's a lot of cliche phrases that go around, but probably the one that is the most liberating to me is you do you. I don't have to feel like that in order to have a successful Christmas that it has to be this way, or we have to buy our kids this or that, or spend a certain amount of money or whatever, but I can do what I want to do. And if I feel confident in myself, I can post it on Instagram or I don't have to, if I don't want to. So nobody has to judge or what it's, it's just freeing, I guess. It definitely is freeing whenever you realize. And like in the question I talked about, you know, some of the things you want to do, but then some of it, you're like, this is just too much of a commitment. I know that around this time of the year, there's so much going on. Honestly, I feel like that with my kids and myself and just the things that are going on, we could be doing something every single night, especially when you throw church and all those activities in the mix. And sometimes I have to say, you know, tonight we're doing nothing. We're eating at home and we are spending time together and we're just doing nothing. And my kids sometimes are like, like, we're not doing anything tonight. (laughs) Like, no, isn't it amazing? (laughs) Yeah. So just learning how sometimes just to say, you know, this is what we're doing. And like you said, you do you. So what are some ways that you have found to release the mom guilt for being yourself? And not being the mom, maybe that your kids' friends have or the mom that even your own personal friends are. (laughs) Well, I'm going to answer this question with a story. When one of my three children was considerably younger and, well, they're they're still opinionated, but I was going to say more opinionated. (laughs) They were probably six or seven and we were getting ready for church one night. And that child started complaining to me about how I dressed them and did their hair and telling me that when they got big, they were going to do it a certain way and, you know, just throwing a few names out of people that they thought would give them help their case. And I could have been hurt by that, but I kind of, I don't know, I kind of looked at it in a funny way. And I told them that I was the parent and I chose what they wore and how we combed their hair. And when they grow up, they could choose that for their child. But this is how it was going to be for right now. And funny enough, that child has told me since that they liked how 
I dressed them and combed their hair when they were younger. But I guess you just have to be confident in yourself as a parent and feel strong in your opinion. Everyone's socioeconomic state is different. Everyone's taste is different. And instead of keeping yourself mentally in turmoil about what you can't do, find joy in the things that you can do and make it the best you can. It is freeing knowing that, you know, this is what I can do. And like you said, knowing that I have the choice to do. (laughs) I've told my kids, (laughs) my kids that many times I'm like, I'm sorry, but this is what I like. And this is what you're doing. (laughs) Right. Right. So I still, sometimes I feel like, you know, as your kids get older, they feel like they're old enough to make their decisions. I'm like, you're still not old enough to tell me how you're going to do this or this. If I want to tell you what shoes to change to, then (laughs) So the holidays, I feel like they put some pressure on us. Mainly we had talked about this because of social media, because we can know what everyone else is doing, but sometimes we get caught in the peer pressure of doing things that we don't even want to do. So I guess I'm in a different place because I do have responsibilities outside of the family and home that support my husband's ministry. So I guess coming to the realization that there's only so much I can do, there's only so much time in a day and finding what is the most important And I'm not the froofiest parent or mom. We always have fun birthdays and Christmas, but we're not always shooting for the stars every occasion. And again, that's fine if someone chooses to do that. But I also feel like sometimes we can set the bar so high that we make ourselves miserable all the time trying to outdo everyone else or trying to keep up with everyone else. In preparing for today, I asked my kids a few questions about memories they had or what meant the most to them about the holidays or those types of things. And not one of them mentioned particular gifts they received, but they all mentioned traditions or memories we had made or trips we've taken. So I think it's always important to remember that it's not really even about the gifts. You can have amazing memories or special traditions and very special times together as a family and not really spend a lot of money. It's funny because I look back on my own childhood now and I realize that we didn't have a lot of money, but my parents were starting a church And so that's probably why, but I never one time felt like we were poor, like the holidays weren't special. I think about the decorations and they were probably super cheap or handmade even, but I specifically remember my mom making bows or ornaments to put on the tree, which is probably her way of being able to have something on the tree. But my mom always fixed special things around the holidays and set the table nicely with tablecloth and napkins and our best china and silverware. And it was always special to me to open up the china cabinet and help her set the table. Just recently, she was going through some things, and I asked her about some of those old decorations. And she laughed and said, those were so cheap. So it's not about the amount of money you spend. It's about being together as a family and making traditions for your family and spending time together. It's not expensive to build a fire in the fireplace or have cider and hot chocolate and play a game while listening to fun music. I remember my dad telling stories of when he was a little boy, and that would have been in the 50s, (laughs) and their fun memories was that my grandma would pop popcorn and make hot chocolate, and that was special to them. (laughs) That doesn't even seem like a big deal to us because that stuff seems so common, but again, it was an inexpensive way that they were spending time together as a family. That's so special. My dad talks about how that they would all get a piece of fruit in their stocking and they couldn't wait to see what fruit everyone got. (laughs) And they 
they felt really rich when they got more than one piece of fruit in their in their stocking but it felt good it was something to to open even though it wasn't orange it was still a memory that he has and that he holds dear today like you just mentioned everything that you had talked about is stuff that it was time like taking exactly. time with them reading right. by the fire them being able to hear the Christmas music at home, different things like that, that you are able to do. I know that my kids love will pile up in the car and they'll all have pajamas on and we'll drive around and we'll look at lights and we'll drink hot cocoa in the car, play Christmas music. And they love doing that every year around the holidays. And we can do it even at night whenever it's late and there's, you know, Mm -hmm. there's been stuff going on. We've went to an event or whatever. We can still make time to do that with them. And it's one of my favorite things to do. And it's one of theirs too. So what are some of the things that you found have made the best memories around the holidays for your children and the things that they have talked about? So when they were really young, one of the things that was really special to them was that we would read by the fire. We'd snuggle up in a chair and all the kids would pile on top of me by the fire and we would read a couple chapters in a book, how many ever evenings that we could. And one of the things that they mentioned was that there was a particular book that I had as a kid that was Christmas stories. And I think it was printed in 1978. So there's no finding it now, but I scoured eBay looking for the book and finally found it. And they just, they said they loved that book, you know, that us reading that book together meant a lot to them. I guess it was a special memory. Another thing that my kids mentioned was, and this is just our house, but there's constantly music going in our house. And so One of the things that they said was that they loved that there was Christmas music, that it kind of set the stage for an exciting time of year. And they love like the classics, like being Crosby, Nat King Cole, but they love the more modern stuff too. They love that we decorate the house together and we try to do that as a family. I know that (laughs) Christmas decorating has kind of been a little more commercialized. So it's just like, you know, as quick as you can throw it up because you have a little window of time, but We've tried to kind of keep that as a special thing that we do as a family. I think that time of year is a a time when our family can slow down and spend intentional time together. So I think that's why it's so special to them. We'll play games and make cookies and build a fire. And about every year when it gets about October, November, they're like, oh, I can't wait till you start making so-and-so or, you know, these kind of cookies or whatever. So that always makes me feel special. Like I actually am making memories with them. So we've kind of talked a little bit about like pressure and guilt and stuff and everybody, you know, young people, young ladies to grandmothers can feel pressure and guilt from social media. But what are some boundaries that you found works to relieve some of this and especially around the holidays? Well, I think the biggest key in a lot of these questions is to come from a thankful heart. And I think that if we look at everything that we have as a blessing from God, that kind of helps keep us on track. You know, this might sound funny, but one question, because we all have those thoughts of like, am I doing this right? Or am I, you know, like, am I being a good parent or am I being enough for my kids or you know, I don't, we always question ourselves. I think all of us do. Um, So this might be kind of funny, but I think one question that helps me stay on track is I will ask myself if I feel kind of insecure, whatever, would I, would I want to trade places with maybe the person that 
is making me feel that way. Or, I mean, they're not making me feel that way, but you know, that causes those feelings to come to the forefront of my mind. Like, would I want to trade places with them? Like, what is it that they have that makes me feel this way? Or what is it that they're doing that makes me feel insecure about what I'm doing? And I think that's a good judge because most of the time it kind of gets me back on track and like, you have this and you have that and you have three kids that love God and love you and a wonderful husband. And, you know, it just kind of reminds me of all the things that God has done for me and all the ways that he's blessed me and all the things he's blessed me with. And so I guess it's just a way for me to reflect on God's blessings in my life, kind of my own little personal thing that I use. And the bottom line, like with social media and stuff, is if it's affecting us negatively or in such a way that we feel like we're not enough or we don't feel good about ourselves or whatever, you know, then maybe it's time to take a step back. Actually, last year I did a 52-day fast from social media. It was about this time of year too. So if it gets to be too much, take a past from it. <laughs> That's so good. I love that you said you put yourself through the gratitude test of, you know, all the things that you have, all the things to be thankful for. And would you want to trade places with that person? Because 99% of the time, I would say that no one would pick to trade places with them, but you're feeling insecure. And then you, when you start thinking about, well, why? Absolutely. And, and asking yourself those questions. I love that test. I'm definitely going to use that. I know for myself, there's been times whenever you follow an account and they make you feel a certain way. I've learned just to unfollow them. Most of the time, they do not even realize that you're unfollowing them, especially if it's some blogger account that's doing all these perfect things 24 seven and they're baking all the perfect things and they've got all this time. And you're like, your ideas are cute, but they're making me feel like I am just not doing enough just by making sure that my kids have on a clean uniform. We've got our homework done. We're, we studied our spelling test, you know, like, I'm like, well, and a lot of times, you know, that is a standard that we ourselves, we impose on ourselves. Like our kids don't expect that out of us, you know, I mean, they're not looking at Instagram or, I mean, my kids aren't, they don't have Instagram. So I'm inflicting that on myself to feel like I don't measure up because my kids don't expect that. Well, holidays are a special time to make memories and have traditions, but maybe you could give us a list of some things we could ask ourselves during this time of the year or around any time when we're feeling a certain pressure to do something that maybe isn't truly coming from our desires, but guilt or pressure. Well, I think it's always good to ask yourself if this benefits your family or ask yourself those questions am I driven by wanting to do something that makes me look good or is this beneficial for my family like I said I am kind of a deep thinker and I may not give my opinion always but I'm thinking about what certain things will affect my family or the future of my kids you know five ten years down the road so I guess in my mind, I think when it all boils down, what is the most important thing? It's not impressing others or having a big dramatic Instagram story. It's making my family feel warm and loved and cared for and creating something that they can look back and have fond memories. So true. The memories definitely matter. What is some advice that you have received as a mother that you've carried with you and you have found to be true? One of the things that I remember... Now, this isn't necessarily about 
Christmas, but just in life in general. One of the things that I remember most is when we first had kids and, you know, everyone wants to give their opinion on how you need to do everything or what you're doing wrong. And, you know, like, and then there's this ongoing comparison in your head of, well, they're doing this and maybe that's how I'm supposed to be doing it, you know? And like, as a new parent, you don't know. I mean, everything you're doing is kind of feeling around in the dark, you know? But I remember expressing, now this was before Instagram, so it wasn't like that was, a, you know, causing me to have those feelings. But I remember expressing that to my husband, just kind of like, you know, am I doing this right or whatever? And he's like, he told me, he said, you just do what you like. You do how you like. And don't worry about anybody else. And I just, you know, that wasn't really from another mother or anything, but I just, you know, I think having his approval to, you know, to know that whatever I chose to do as a parent, whether it's have some huge <laughs> over the top Christmas or over the top birthday or whatever, if I wanted to do that, fine. And if I don't want to do that, it's just as fine. So another statement that I think we've all heard um, is that the days are long, but the years are short with our kids. And it really is true. I think the older that I get, the older my kids get, I look back like the last five years and I think, how did we get here so quickly? So I think it's easy when, you know, your kids are in the young years and all of that, that it just seems like it goes on forever and ever and ever. But before too long, they're pulling out of the driveway in a car and they get independent overnight. So I think just keeping that in the forefront of your mind that our kids are so valuable to us and to just enjoy every day as much as you can. And like you said, some of us are in the phases of raising littles. And I do know some of those days seem like they are going on and on, but now I've heard people make the statement that one day it'll be your last. And I think of that with my kids and now with Ezra, like he buckles himself into his seatbelt. And there was one day that it was the last time that either me, my husband, or we were, you know, having Ada help or Evie help, like get Ezra buckled in. And so now it's like, everybody can get in. I remember a friend of mine, she said, we're at the phase of life in parenting where everybody can get in the car, buckle themselves and we can take off down the road. And I'm like, that will never happen to me. <laughs> I feel like that, that I'm never going to get to a place where that ha is going to happen. And then here we are, we're at that place. Right. So my oldest is the age of your youngest, but we still have some that are a little younger than that. And it's just, I don't know, it does seem like it flies by so fast. But what's something maybe that you wish you would have done differently during the hustle and bustle of the season? And then something that you're really glad that you have always done? Well, I think I would always wish I had spent more time. I think my kids laugh at me because I think one of my love languages is quality time. But I'm, you know, I'm thankful for the time that I have spent with them and the memories we've made. But another thing that I've come to realize as an adult looking back on my childhood is the things that meant a lot to me as a kid won't necessarily mean the same things to my kids. And so, you know, I'm trying to recreate all these memories that are special to me, but they're making new memories. So, and it's okay. Like, I feel like I'm secure in that. And I think it's, it's good to be like the same things that were special to me might not be special to my kids, but we can make new memories. 
I think probably some of my fondest childhood memories are made up of special trips, like with our kids that were centered around going on Christmas trips or, you know, as a parent packing all those suitcases up to go with all the winter things and sweaters and all that. It's kind of stressful if you think about it. But now that I'm on this side of it, I look back and I'm like, I'm so glad we did that. It was so fun. Or we have pictures of times that we went sledding or one Christmas we went to Disney with the kids or, you know, going to Branson in the fall or the Christmas season. That's always fun too. It is a lot of fun. I love doing that. So Matt grew up going to Disney a lot and I grew up going to Branson a lot. <laughs> he does not love Branson because it's not nostalgia for him. And I think it's the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> That's funny. So this has been so good. And I know that it has been helpful for so many during this season of life because it is so easy, I think, to get caught up in the hustle, the bustle, the feel like you got to do and go and go and go. But we also, like you said, have these, you know, we have these precious children and we're trying to make memories and we want them to be something that they remember and something for us to be a part of too. I don't always want my kids to grow up and remember all these things that they did, but it yeah. wasn't with family. It wasn't with me. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so thinking of that as well, but what is a last piece of advice that you would like to share with the Unashamedly You community on this subject? Well, probably that the most important thing besides your relationship with God really is your family. And I think about our world today and everyone is trying to get ahead and everyone's trying to be successful and all the stuff that goes along with that. But I think it's so important to be balanced and to make your family a priority, do things together as a family. Even if it's stuff like church ministry or fun stuff, you know, I mean, not that church ministry is not fun, but that's more responsibility related things. Just do everything with your family, do it as a family. I'm a huge advocate for the family anyway. So that's kind of my candy stick. Um, it's funny because the young moms group that at, that we have at church was kind of something that I had always thought we should do that at our church, but I knew that I couldn't do everything. So it's kind of amazing to see it. Someone else kind of take it and run with it. It's awesome. But I think it's so important to focus on our families. And, you know, if you think about God's plan in the Bible about families, it's his will that we train our kids, that we train our kids to know the truth, but also that we train them to have the fruit of the spirit. One of the greatest ways that we teach those things is by example. It's a huge responsibility to think that God picked me for my family to teach them to exhibit love and joy and peace and gentleness and long suffering, but also the practical things. You know, the Bible talks about training up a child in the way he should go. And we always think of that like, and I'm sure it means this, we think of that as like, I need to make sure the truth is instilled in their heart. But there's so many other things that, in addition to that, that we can train as a parent. You know, and I was just thinking earlier, getting ready for this, like, what are some of the things that I would hope that my children could glean from me as a parent? We're all human, and often our priorities can get out of balance. But I think if there's anything that I would want them to glean from me, it would be not that my mom was always a nervous wreck at Christmas time because, you know, 
we couldn't get this right and we couldn't get that right. And it was never, you know, whatever. No, I would like them to glean the fact that my mom was a compassionate person or my mom took time for the underdog or we took gifts to so-and-so's family because they wouldn't have Christmas if, I mean, to me, those kind of things are super valuable lessons that your kids, they might not say anything, but they're taking all that in and it creates compassionate giving, selfless, loving, caring kids. So I guess in all of the hustle and bustle of Christmas, I don't know, I guess I'm a deep thinker. So I, (laughs) I think, what are my kids learning from me? And I hope that they are learning those traits and not just that their mom was stressed at Christmas. I'm sure they definitely are. And that is one reason why I, I thought about this topic. And like I said, people have asked about this topic and I'm like, there's no one better for it than sister Mandy Holmes. I was telling my mom what we were going to be doing today and some of the things we were going to be talking about. And I said, you know, I, I have a child that's the same exact age as yours. And I've never felt from you that I needed to do more and that I wasn't enough. You know, I've never felt that with anything that we've done together through parenting, you know, there's some moms that you're like, Oh man, like, I know that I am not going to have it up to their standards, or I know that it's not going to be like this, or we're not going to do that. But I've never felt that way because I said, sister Mandy is herself. And I love all the advice that you gave today is like, you do you and you find what you like and you do those things. And that's really what we need to keep the focus on. The main thing is to realize, yes, what are our kids learning from us during this time? Is it that they're stressed out, that their parents feel like they don't have enough money or they don't have enough time, that they don't have enough to do? Or is it that they're realizing, hey, my mom took everything we had and made the best memories, no matter if it was little or much. She always made sure that we felt special and she always made sure that she took time with us. And that's important no matter what, like you said, the economics or whatever of any of that is, the time is so important. Absolutely. It has been such a pleasure having you on here today, Sister Mandy. I know that so many have gleaned something from this. I know that I personally have, and I'm so grateful to have you on. I know that you're a busy lady, but thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be on here with us. Well, thank you. I was honored to do it. We pray that this season brings you happiness and fulfillment in memories and love, and that this podcast helped you realize there's no amount of things to do or money to be spent that can bring happiness like the gift of time and love. If you've enjoyed this podcast today, make sure to share it with a friend and share it to your social media. We appreciate every share and feedback that we get. We want to wish you a very Merry Christmas season from us here at Unashamedly You.